illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgate. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me this time from somewhere off the beaten trail, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Breach, where the heck are you at this very moment? I am between Woodburn and St. Paul uh, in the area they call the French Prairie. So, so you're out there, you're mobile doing this via telephone I, mobily. I am. I am. Crazy. Techno- Technology is amazing. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I are, remember back in the day when a cell phone had to be hardwired into a, are, yeah, into yeah, a vehicle. <laughs> I remember that too. Are you in your pickup course, or your car? Uh, in the pickup. Right so, so anyway, pretty quiet, I think. Yeah. Seems pretty quiet. Hopefully we're not getting any road noise. So, Billy, what's new this week? Well, first off, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, anything else we find interesting every week, and just generally have some fun. We want to remind everyone you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and all your favorite podcatchers. Get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator, gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Beach, the big news. Billy, there will, do there, tell, Billy, what's the big news? There will be Beaver football this fall. Thank God. So, Beach, our one big, our one and only piece of news this week, Oregon State's 2020 football schedule was unveiled last Saturday by the Pac-12 Conference with the Beavs opening their season November 7th with a home game against Washington State at Reeser Stadium. Now, the matchup with the Cougars opens a 2020 slate that will see the Beavs host California on November 21st and Oregon on the 27th, with road games at Washington on the 14th and Utah December 5th and Stanford December 12th. 
Now, the seventh and final week of the season will feature the Pac-12 championship football game presented by 76 Gasoline on December 18th. Now, all 12 12 Pac-12 teams will be playing that weekend uh, of the 18th and the 19th with the divisional champions participating in the title game, and then everyone else will match up um, across the divisions like we talked about last week. So like, so the worst play the worst and the best play the best? I believe so. I think that's how they're going to do it. Okay. Now, per the Pac-12 conference, every football game through the first six weeks of the season will be televised nationally by a combination of ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, Fox, and FS1. Now, Fox will televise the football championship game on Friday, December 18th. The exact broadcast schedule will be determined at a later date. Now, the opener against Washington State marks the first time since 2008 at Stanford that the Beavs will open the season against a conference opponent. It's also the first time since 2001 that Oregon State's home opener will be against a conference foe. The Beavs hosted UCLA in the third game of that season. Now, the 2020 slate marks the first time the Beavs won't end the regular season by playing Oregon since 2012, when Hurricane Isaac forced the season opener against Nichols State to be moved to December 1st. Now, it's also the first time the Beavs won't end their conference schedule against Oregon since 2003, when the Beavs visited so, so, USC on December 6th, two weeks so after playing the Ducks. So it's been eight years since our non-tailgater tailgater, our non-game tailgater? Correct. Wow. It's crazy. Kind of nutty, isn't it? It is. Time flies. It does. It does. So that's great news. Yes. No, I'm excited. You know, it's funny. I, I thought I was going to be able to bear through this uh, season without football. And then it just like Saturday, I get up and I'm like, I should be getting up at four o'clock. I should be heading down to Billy's. Got to, got to, got to make the donuts. Oh, I completely agree. It's just felt weird. It's felt weird. Uh, even Jess has kind yeah. of said that. Well, and I mean the, the, and even like the evenings, I don't know, something about you know, September and uh, now into October, the evening, I don't know. It's just, it's football. It's, mm-hmm. so, you know, and, and there's not even high school football to go to. There's not even uh, uh, something to offset it. Yeah. There's, well, and there's a little you know? bit of football on TV, but there's not the plethora of games that we're normally got. And, you know, it's over relatively early. I'm used to watching football till damn near midnight every Saturday. But I'd like to think that if uh, if high school football was going on right now, you and I'd be heading up to to Hillsboro to watch our alma mater play or something. Yeah, something. But I feel sorry because they're not even gonna. Is the NCAA or um, is the or US what is it Oregon OSA OSA are they going to uh, even have high school football this year? Um. Yes, I believe so. But, but it's going to be in the spring, spring I believe. Yes. Okay. Wow. Well, that's going to suck for two sport athletes, though. Mm, uh, yeah, in more ways than one. Yeah. So, anyway, well, this is exciting. So, uh, our first game is, do we know what time the first game is against Washington State? No, we do not. Oh, well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So, do we know what we're, are we, are we tailgating? I think we're going to have to do something. Okay, so we, you know, normally we put the menus together in May, and because of COVID, we never even put a menu together. Correct. Do we need to put a menu together right now? Well, I mean, just looking at it, so the Beavs have 
Washington State at home. Mm-hmm. So right there, we could be doing um, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm thinking mac and cheese. Are we going to do steak and mac and cheese? Didn't we do that one time? Yes, we have. Try tip and mac. That was a good mm-hmm. one. And we can do that. If, I mean, but now see if we do that at your house. Are you going to get your oven ready to go? Can we cook it in the Traeger? I really don't want to pull the cardboard out of the oven. <laughs> oh, you're such a wiener. Had that beautiful oven for five years and you never even pulled the cardboard out of it. Yeah, we could probably do it in the Traeger. Okay, but we can use the grill outside. Yeah. For the steak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And actually, uh, but we're going to have to kind of figure out how we want to do with um, asking people over. Yeah. Well, I already had uh, one of our tailgating faithful call me up earlier this week and, and ask me if we had a plan. I told him, well, we'll probably come up with it uh, during the podcast. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, how many people are you comfortable having at your place? Well. If it's more than 10, we have to have a protest. Okay. True. He's got to have a protest. Well, we're, we're off the just, – just in general, you got – you, me, I don't know if Jess would come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you, you got Gibby. Is Greg still uh, in the area, or is, yeah. he, uh, is yeah. he out seeing the world? No, he's 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 working on the boat. The boat's not done yet. Oh, okay, okay. So then you'd have uh, Greg and Ellen, mm-hmm. and uh, mom and dad, uh, Bruce. Yeah, mom, mom and dad. dad. But mom and dad aren't going to be able to make the first couple of games. Correct. First game, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, Doug and Jana. Yeah. Um, are any of the uh, O'Donnells going to show up? Possibly. I know um, Lily and Ryan can make it to the first game. Okay. Now, see, if we did it outside, we could get more people there, right? Yeah. Well, I've, I've got parking just on my property, assuming people don't mind parking down the field. Mm-hmm. One, two, we could probably fit easy, what, probably 15 cars? Yo, easily, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And yeah, if, probably if, 15 to 20 we, cars. If we put the tent up out front of your garage, mm-hmm. we can, I mean, that way we can keep that door open and, and people could, you know, not be stuck inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can also hook the TV up too if we wanted to play it on two different venues, you well, know, like inside the barn and outside the barn. Well, and all we need too is a splitter for the uh, for the, uh, the satellite dish. HDM. Okay. Oh, because we can plug that directly into the uh, projector. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. The other thing that I just ordered um, that'll be coming in in about three weeks is blackout shades for the uh, upper windows. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that'll help with uh, insight if we choose to not open the door, yeah. keep it blocked in, um, and then just use the side door. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would think if we want to call it a protest, I would think we could handle 25, 30 people. Mm-hmm. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, I think we could we could protest really well with that. Okay, then then the question is, how do we get people? Do we need them to sign up? Um, I don't know. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, get a hold of me. And I will try to talk to some people, and maybe we'll put a feelers out on Facebook. Yeah, like, you know, and maybe that's what we need to do is put out a post on Facebook saying, hey, 
this is what the plan is. This is what we're aiming for. We're going to take the, the first and we can shoot high because you're going to have some people that don't make it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the first 40 people to respond or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, go from there. What mm -hmm. do you think? Yeah. And it can be uh, it can be the um, tailgater and uh, golfing invitational. Absolutely. We got got bring out the get the horseshoes going mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, still working on other things. But, yeah, we should be getting pretty close. Hopefully, uh, if it's an evening game, I might even have lighting on the golf course by then. Cool. Cool. cool yeah. Cool. So we Gunner and I were playing on Sunday and uh, it's you know, I'm getting it's it's not a bad course. No, but there's a couple of those holes are tricky. <laughs> I I I uh, I uh, I learned that num hole number three, you just tap, just barely just, tap just, it, just barely tap it, just kiss that center. Yeah, exactly. Just a little. Yeah. Uh, so, as they say, tap it, don't whack it. There you go. <sighs> okay. Rules to live by. Yep. But we'll get those uh, kind of. Um, okay. So well, and then. And well, so on. real, real quickly. So, are, are we have how many games do we have total? Well, there's seven games total. Okay, so game number one, mac and cheese and tri-tip possibly. Mm -hmm. Game number two, Washington. So that means it's got to be uh, cheesesteaks. It's cheesesteaks. Uh, game three. Oh man, I don't have the schedule. Hold on. Um, let's see. The seventh, fourteenth, twenty-first is Cal. Cal Sausage Fest. Yep. And next one, Oregon. Uh, what are we doing for Oregon? Hmm. I don't know. So let's see, Washington State, Cal. No, Washington State, Washington, Cal. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. Oregon. Mm -hmm. Then Utah and Stanford. Utah, we're going to do funeral potatoes? Yeah, we can do funeral potatoes. And uh, what have we done in the past with that? Uh, funeral potatoes, jello shots. Um, you know what we should do for Oregon? What? Um, because it just, I feel like we need to break up the menu a little bit. How about how about we make that to Mexican? Oh, that might not be a bad idea. That's kind of a good one. Yeah. Yeah, so we can do like, uh, you know, always the build your own nachos, pulled pork nachos or something like that. Oh, that's always a good one. Yeah, that's a good. I like that. I like that. Okay, okay. All right. And um, and so then what was the next game? Let's see, Oregon. Or, and we need, we, need, we need something, a primary. We got the carb for uh, Utah. We need a, we need a, um, a protein. That's a good protein for, should we do something then maybe? Uh, we do some chicken? I was thinking chicken. What, what's good yeah. with chicken? With should we do fried chicken? We've never done fried chicken before, but oh. I don't know if I want to do fried chicken. That's that a lot might... of work on my. Oh, but you know what? That might not be a bad idea, though. Think we, so? Yeah, we could do like uh, chicken fingers and and funeral potatoes. Oh, you know that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then Stanford on the twelfth of December. Do we do? We can't really do sausage fest a second time. Um, what, oh, uh, well, we, we've done with, uh, they invented the, we did the uh, garlic fries that one year. That might be a good thing to do, garlic fries. 
and we don't have we haven't had burgers on the menu. How about slide? Uh, how about sliders and? Uh, I would just do burgers. Sliders and garlic fries. Yeah. Just do burgers and garlic okay. fries. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I'll write it down. We'll do. Uh, Look at that! The magic happening right before people's that, ears. That, that, exactly. That is how it. That, that's how that shit gets done. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 how the uh, sausage gets stuffed. That's so. beads. That's how the fudge gets packed right there. Is that? Oh god. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, Beach. Okay. Are you telling me that you brought that teletype with you in the truck? I did. I did. I can't believe it. It, it. You know, I don't even have a 110 outlet in here, and the son of a bitch is still working. That's crazy. Hold on here. I got. I got to rip it off. Hold on. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in: the U of O facilities maintenance department department has decided they will not be paving the parking lot at Autzen Stadium during the 2020-2021 school year due to budget cuts. In other U of O news, the Oregon football coaches staff is getting new custom-built, hold on, custom-built designed desks from solid one-piece Douglas spur from old-growth timber cut in this Cascades prior to this summer's wildfires. Huh. The desks are coming in slightly at slightly more than $300,000 per desk, which is under the athletic department's budget. <laughs> so that's really nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure those um, multi-million dollar paid coaches deserve those really nice desks. There you go. It's but it is a damn shame that those poor alumni who donate thousands upon thousands of dollars every year to the U of O can't seem to get the parking lot paid. Someone else still parking in a, in a <laughs> mud puddle. I can't believe that. That just kills me. That That's just kills a shit me. Hole. Yeah. It's just a shithole. You know, that, that, you know they, it, it was built on a landfill, and in a lot of ways it still is. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> so there's the main, the, the one of the main donor lots that's kind of over on the east side of Otson, out towards the softball and baseball fields. It's never but between been paved. This, yeah, like like the main parking lot outside the baseball field. Yeah, it's really. never been paved. And so you've got all these guys parking their RVs and, and cars over there. And it, once it rains, which it happens, it just turns but into But it never a, rains in Autzen Stadium. Whatever. But outside, I've been there, I've been outside there it rains like a son of a bitch. Yeah. And they're, they're literally walking through like two, three inches of muddy water. Yeah, and 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 to get that parking spot, they have to probably donate. I would guess that those are probably ten thousand dollar spots. Oh, easily, easily. Yeah, because they've got bumpers. They're probably donating. Yeah, they're probably donating ten thousand dollars for a parking spot that's gravel. That you know, the money alone that they donate could afford to pave it in one year. Yeah. And uh, but but uh, they would rather. But you know, fancy landscaping and trees and and all sorts on the hillside Desks. that uh, hold Otson up. Desks for the yeah. coaches. And, yeah, ch- chairs made of baby seal skins and yeah. all sorts of fancy stuff. Baby seal eyes. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but they. 
but but they can't uh, can't pay that thing. So there you go. That that's your update from the U of O. Thanks, Beach. We we appreciate you keeping us uh, informed of what's going on down there. We yeah. appreciate it. All right, are you ready to go under further review for week number five in the uh, NCAA? After further review, the runner did cross the line. Um, yeah, let's do this. Couple couple weeks, we'll be able to start with some uh, Pac-12 games. That'll be good. I I know. I feel like this is a distraction. Yeah. I feel like if we, if this was like a Harry Potter, it's we're we're uh, playing Quidditch, and you know the we 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 could be jumping back and forth. Doesn't matter because the snitch ain't out yet. True. All right, Beach. Um, heading into last week, you were uh, in third place with ten out of sixteen. Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, was in second place at 11 out of 16, and I was at 13 out of 16. All right, Beej, uh, we picked six games. First up was Texas A&M at number two, Alabama. Greenbow, Alabama. I think it's who we all picked. Yep, we all did take Alabama. Alabama quarterback Mac Jones passed for a career-high 435 yards and four TDs, including a pair of deep throws to John Mechie and an even longer one to Jalen Waddell. And number two Alabama romped past number 13 Texas A&M 52-24 on Saturday. Now Jones topped an initial 78-yard TD throw to Mechie with an 87-yard TD to Waddell, who had sprinted past two Aggies defenders to make the grab with nothing but green in between himself and the end zone. Mechie and Jones hooked up for another 63-yarder in the fourth, giving the sophomore five catches for 181 yards. So all three three of us got the win there. Up next, Beej, Virginia Tech at Duke. Oh, dang. I think I debated on who to take this one. I think I took Virginia Tech. You did, and Kyle and I both took Duke. How did that turn out for me? Well, Beach, I want to say, heading into the game, Tech got hit with a lot of coronavirus and injury issues. So on Saturday, they were down 21 players and two full-time coaches. Holy crap. Yep. And? Khalil Robert, uh, excuse me, Khalil Herbert ran for 208 yards and two touchdowns, including a 60-yard score with 220 left to help shorthanded Virginia Tech hold off Duke for a 38-31 win on Saturday. The Kansas graduate transfer's huge day included an 83-yard kickoff return that set up a short third-quarter scoring drive for the Hokies. Son of a gun. Yep. So you picked it. Heading in that, when I saw they were down 21, I was like, oh, I'm winning that one. I'm winning that one. And then, <laughs> nope. You know, any given Saturday, man. Any given Saturday. Yep. So you are the only one that got the win there. Next up, Beach. Navy at Air Force. Ooh. Pre- oh, I think I took Navy because of Top Gun, right? Yep. You and I both took Navy. Kyle took yep. Air Force. <laughs> I'm going to... This dude's name. Tevi Schutzpel's role tied a school record with four field goals, and Air Force's hastily reconstructed defense stymied Navy's offense, and the Falcons opened their season with a 40-7 win over the midshipmen on Saturday night. Now, sophomore quarterback Hazik Daniels rushed for a score in his first career start as the Falcons took a big first step toward capturing the coveted Commander-in-Chief's trophy between the service academies. So Kyle got the win there. Mm. All right, up next, number seven, Auburn at 
Number four, Georgia. Um, God dang it. Did we all take Auburn on this one? No, Kyle took Auburn. You and I took Georgia. Okay. So I love this kid's name. Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett, nicknamed the mailman, threw for 240 yards and a touchdown, solidifying his hold on the starting quarterback job as number four Georgia romped past number seven Auburn 27 to six Saturday night. The Bulldogs buried Auburn with a 24 to nothing blitz in the first half, getting a pair of one yard TD runs from Zamir White to extend their domination of the deep South's oldest rivalry. Now, even with a catchy nickname, which he picked up during his high school days after he wore a U.S. Postal Service cap in an effort to get noticed, Bennett was never viewed as a starting candidate for Georgia. Now, he initially walked on at Georgia, left for a junior college hoping to boost his chances of playing elsewhere, and only returned to the Bulldogs last season when they desperately needed an experienced backup behind Jake Fromm. Now, over the summer, Bennett was far down the depth chart. Jamie Newman and JT Daniels were transfers who had started at other schools. Daniels had come in from USC. And redshirt freshman Dewan Mathis was viewed as a talented prospect. Now, even when Newman opted out of this season because of the Rona, Bennett was left to take snaps with the third team. Now, Mathis struggled in the season opener in Arkansas, and Daniels still not cleared to play after undergoing major knee surgery. Bennett came on to throw a pair of TD passes that sparked the Bulldogs to a 37-10 victory last week. And he only cemented his hold on the starting job this week. Wow. I just thought that was kind of a good story. Just that, tell that some of these amazing. kids. Just tell some of these kids. Don't leave. Don't just because things don't look bleak. Bleak. bleak don't. That doesn't mean you should always leave. Yeah, you never know when that opportunity is going to present itself. Exactly. So you and I picked up the point there. Up next, Beach LSU at Vanderbilt. Ooh, I didn't LSU lose last week. Shockingly to to uh, Mississippi State uh, Leach's team, right? Yeah, yep. Le- Leach's team, right? Yep. And call oh, dang it, I can't. Did I pick? Did I pick LSU? Yep, we all three did. LSU quarterback okay. Miles Brennan threw for 337 yards and four TDs, and number 20 LSU bounced back to defeat Vanderbilt. 41-7 on Saturday night. Now, the defending national champs never trailed after losing their season opener last week to Mississippi State when Brennan was sacked seven times. LSU also extended its winning streak over the Commodores to nine in a series that leads 24-7-1. and And it's funny, Beach, because uh, Mississippi State this week lost to Arkansas, who hadn't won a SEC game in like 20 games. Really? Yeah. So I think I think they only put up like 14 points. Mississippi State did this week. So wow, kind of came back to earth. All right. So we all got the win there. And the last game, Beach, Virginia at number one, Clemson. I'm assuming Clemson uh, dominated that one because I'm pretty sure we all took Clemson. Correct. Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence threw for 329 yards and three touchdowns as Clemson Clemson opened three and zero for the sixth straight year with a 41-23 victory over the Cavaliers on Saturday night. Running back Travis Etienne ran for 115 yards and a score. He also caught a four-yard scoring pass. Rodgers had two TD catches in the final six minutes of the opening half to give Clemson a 24-3 lead that Virginia could not overcome. Um, real quick, Billy, going back to the, um, going back to the Pac-12 championship game, so does that mean we will have a Rose Bowl? 
hopefully. I'm hoping. But we don't know yet. I believe they've only canceled one bowl, I think, and it wasn't the Rose Bowl. But bowl, you don't know what it was, though? No. Okay. But we'll just but kind of none, have to of the, none of the major bowls have been canceled at this point? No. Okay. Yeah. You know, it surprises me that the companies that sponsor the bowls will have enough money to do it. So, because not many people are making money right now. Uh, yeah, but, you know, the problem is, uh, let me see. <laughs> You're going to sponsor a bowl. Nobody's going to be allowed into the bowl. The teams are going to play in an empty stadium. Okay. So, um, the Red Box Bowl has been canceled. Okay. So, that's the one that's 18 years old. Um, last couple of years has been played at the uh, Levi's Stadium. Okay. Yeah. So down there uh, next to uh, Levi's Stadium is the one next to. Uh, it's the one where the 49ers uh, play. Correct. Yeah, California. California's uh, Great America. Correct. All right, Beach. So after this week, we are you two are knotted up at 15 out of 22, and I am still lead at 17 out of 22. We're still within striking distance. Oh yeah, it's still pretty close. Still pretty close. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the Pac-12 and the polls, Beej. Right now, Oregon in the AP poll is in at number 12. That's it. You have USC, Utah, Arizona State, and Washington all in the others receiving votes category. In the coaches poll, Oregon's in at 17. And USC, Utah, Arizona State, Washington, and Cal. Others receiving votes category. So... They don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of faith in Oregon State this year. They don't have a lot of faith in much any Pac-12 teams. There's only Oregon in there. It's kind of funny. <laughs> well, it's going to take a lot of effort to move up from what did they say 14 up. I mean, maybe who knows? I, it's just weird this year. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Beach. It is now time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. Jackass of the Week Award. Every week, like discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this week, Beej, it's fans. Which ones? Where? Well, Beej, on Saturday, the campus police cleared out the entire SMU student section during the first half of Saturday's football game against Memphis because a large majority in the crowd wasn't following coronavirus protocols such as wearing masks or social distancing a school spokesman confirmed to ESPN. Now, SMU's stadium policy allows up to 1,000 students in its student section and on the lawn, and it requires face coverings when it's not possible to maintain six feet of separation between each person. Now, Brad Sutton, SMU Senior Associate Athletic Director of External Affairs, in an email said, quote, During the game, some students began to gather and disregard these safety measures. They were asked to spread out, and mask when in close contact. After numerous attempts by staff and security to get the students to comply with these safety requirements, it became necessary to clear the area. While some students did move to other areas in the stadium where they could watch in small groups at safe distances, many did leave. Now, Beach, a picture of massless students packed together shouting and celebrating touchdown on the grassy hill in the end zone at Gerald J. Ford Stadium circulated on social media after it appeared on in an online story in the Dallas Morning News. Now, following last week's 50-7 home win against Stephen F. Austin, SMU Athletic Director Rick Hart had issued a public statement addressing the same issue. 
He wrote, quote, the majority of fans in the stadium behaved responsibly and were socially distanced and masked. That said, we will be working to adjust the behavior of a small subsection of fans who did not follow our pledge to protect, to protect which was sent to all ticket holders, end quote. Now, Sutton said throughout the week, SMU sent several reminders of the critical importance of following safety measures while attending the game. They also increased staffing in the student section. Now, according to uh, the local news, the entire crowd was eventually gone by the start of the second half. And, and now, Beach, as much as I may or may not agree with distancing and mask wearing and all that kind of junk, mm-hmm. it's what we have to do if you want to go to a game. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, I, I, you know, I, I stand by that same thing. I don't particularly like it. Yeah. But it's, it, people don't have to wear a mask in my house. But yeah. if I go to somebody else's and they have different rules, then I abide abide by the rules that they have established for their property. Correct. And, and you know, and if this, and, and even when it's a university or, or if this is what the, the administration wants, then I can comply or not go. Yeah, exactly. And it, it just, it's a free country. Well, it, it, I don't have, I don't have to wear it, but I don't have to go either. Yeah. And just because <laughs> it's a free country doesn't mean you just get to do whatever you want. No, you know, no. It just and they've said that, that I, that's they've said I, that I, is the requirement for you to attend that game. It was like when Justin yeah. and I went to Florida. For us to be on Disney property, we had to wear masks at all times. Mm-hmm. So you walk out of your hotel room, I, you had to put a mask on. I, I go to I, you know I my mine is uh, reciprocity. When I walk and see customers, if they're wearing a mask, I put it on. If I see customers, they're not. I'll check, and they're like, "Yeah, COVID doesn't get into our doors." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah. <laughs> COVID stays out the, outside our doors. It's amazing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Either that or you're just having an indoor right. protest. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and it's just for these students. It's just like, guys, it's, uh, you, you know what you got to do. If you want to yeah, go to yeah, the game, yeah. just do it. It's, I just find the whole college people, the, I don't know. It's just interesting. Yep. I guess you got different people and on all sides of the argument, but. Yep. So, so SMU student section for just being a bunch of entitled jackasses. You get this week's. <laughs> jackass of the week. Anyways, yeah, that is kind they of should be, they should be they should be thrilled that they even get to go into the stadium. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm I like, mean, guys, shit. Be, be be happy they can tailgate out in the outside the stadium. I mean, I what the I hell? Know, I don't know if they can tailgate, but at least they can go to the game. Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, here you're, you're a young player starting your college career. You've always dreamed of playing in a big stadium and here your first year of going to be playing in a big stadium and it's going to be empty. Nobody's there. And you don't, nobody's there. You don't get the roar of the crowd when, you know, make a noise when, when, uh, when you're playing defense and, you don't get the the cheers when a great play is done. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get the booze when a bad call is made by the refs. I mean, you get none of that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, it's it it almost has to be eerie. Like you know, here you're playing and the rapture just happened or something. Yeah, almost. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I I it's was it wasn't in the movie Hoosiers. Uh, uh, Jack. Uh, who. Uh, who who's the coach in the Hoosiers? Um, the, Played um, uh, 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 Gene Hackman. Oh dang it, Gene Hackman. There we go. 
I just think, remember he goes up and he measures the hoop showing him, you know, Hey, this same, same size hoop you play in, you know, at your, you know, just bigger stadium, but mm-hmm. same size hoop, everything. I just thinking, you know, that, that whole thing of getting a chance to go to this bigger place. And it's just what a letdown, mm-hmm. but at least they get a play yeah. Be- better than sitting on your butt, eating a cheese sandwich and watching the Flintstones. That's for darn sure. Correct. All right, Beach. it is now time for our musical interlude of the week, and I believe it is my pick this week. All right, and this is where I interrupt your regular scheduled podcast with a little uh, sad news. We recorded this podcast Monday evening. I normally edit on Tuesday and then release early Wednesday morning. Well, on Tuesday, we heard of the passing of one Mr. Eddie Van Halen. The Van Halen's really one of Beej and my favorite brands of all time. And if you've seen the Heinrich Tailgater logo, you know it owes directly to the Van Halen logo. And if you ever hear the Heinrich Tailgater slogan of everybody wants some, well, you'll know that that too is a Van Halen song um, that we play at the, as the outro to this very podcast. Um, so when we heard it, we decided we were going to cut out the alcohol song that we had talked about we'll save that for next week and uh put in a little van halen here as our musical interlude now we could have picked obviously an alcohol themed van halen song since they had many but i wanted to pick out something that uh, was actually my favorite van halen song anyways uh first of all eddie van halen died today at 65 uh he had uh lung cancer and it's been kind of a little known fact that he's been battling cancer for about the last 10 years Um, there's been rumors that he had been going to germany to get radiation treatments and other things and uh, it just came out today that in the last 72 hours eddie's health went massively downhill Um, his doctors discovered his lung cancer had moved to his brain as well as other organs and he passed away in a hospital in santa monica today with his wife janie uh, his son Wolfgang, uh, his brother Alex, and his ex-wife Valerie Bertinelli by his side. Anyways, just sad, sad day. Uh, big, big, big fans of Van Halen, and obviously Eddie was a guitar god, having you know set the stage for so many that came after him. But uh, this song that I'm picking today is from the album Diver Down. Now Diver Down came out in 1982. Um, it was the band's fifth studio album. Kind of. It's actually their shortest album to date. So uh, late in 1981, they had just gotten done touring on their Fair Warning album, and they were opening up for the Rolling Stones. And it was towards the end of the year, and they decided to just kind of throw out a cover tune to get on the air and keep them kind of in front of the, the music listening audience while they took a little bit of a break. Um, so they actually did a cover of Pretty Woman, uh, the Roy Orbison song, and it went out there. Well, it started getting super popular. So then the album company came back to them and said, hey, you guys need to put out an album. You know, we need to uh, stay on top of this. And they're like, well, we just wanted to take a break. So they kind of put out an album. There was a couple new songs and um, a couple of covers on that album, including, you know, Where Have All the Good Times Gone, Pretty Woman was on there, Dancing in the Street by Martha and the Vandellas. And um, Eddie actually did a bunch of instrumental kind of intros to a number of their songs. And that's one of the songs that I'm going to pick out here. It was actually a song that was written 
by the band. And the song is Little Guitars. Um, and I'll play the intro before the, the song too. And it's actually a song that I really like. Uh, they kind of got into it because Eddie had been listening to um, Carlos Montoya Records, who's a, a flamenco guitarist. And he really got into it and hearing the figure picking. And he figured that he couldn't do that, but he really liked that style of, of finger picking. So he actually kind of sat around and tinkered with it till he could kind of cheat and actually use a pick and kind of slap with his middle finger to get that kind of flamenco sound. Um, and I just, I love the song. I love the lyrics. Dave said he wrote it for the senoritas in the song. And it's just, it's a great song. One of my favorites, a little more of a deep cut, one that not a lot of people know. So here is Little Guitars by the band Van Halen with the late Eddie Van Halen on lead guitar. Thank you. 
All right, I hope you guys all enjoyed that. Now, we'll go back to the rest of our podcast. We'll save the uh, song that I had picked out for this week's alcohol segment for next week. And uh, just so you guys know, at the end, I usually put in some little out outtakes and outros and little flubs ups. I'm not going to do this this time. I'm actually going to play the entire Everybody Wants Some song at the end of this. So hope everyone enjoys the rest of the show. Now back to Bill and Beach. Yes. All right, Beach. It is now time to go for our week six games that we're going to be picking. I've got six games. Okay. I have got Kyle's. Let me pull up Kyle's thing right here. There we go. I got Kyle's. Okay. You ready? I'm ready, Billy. Let's do this. Okay. So first up, we have Virginia Tech at number 21, Texas A&M. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Let's, uh, yeah, no, there's not. Let's take, uh, let's take Texas A&M. Okay, you are taking A&M. I'm also taking A&M. Kyle says, I don't usually root for the Aggies, but Texas A&M. So he's taking K&M too. Next up, Beach, the Red River Shootout. Oh, I don't think it's the Red River Shootout anymore. It's a Red River Rivalry because you can't say shootout. Because shootouts are bad because they got guns. Number 22, Texas at Oklahoma. You said... You said 22. That's also bad. That's a gun reference. That's true. Number the double deuce, Texas <laughs> at Oklahoma. Um, we're going to say not Oklahoma. Taking Texas? Yeah. Okay. Be just taking Texas. I am taking Oklahoma. Kyle says, I'm going to steer clear of picking the loser, Oklahoma. See what he did there? I see what he did there. Because they're Longhorns. Okay. Up next, Beach. Number 14, Tennessee at number three, Georgia. Oh. I'm not thinking I'm a volunteer. I'm thinking more of a peach. Well, they're actually the Bulldogs, but okay. So you're taking Georgia? It's it's the peach state. It's the peach state versus the volunteer state. I, so I, I, I was using the state names as opposed to their things, yeah. Okay, so you're taking Georgia. I, too, am taking Georgia. Kyle says Georgia because they are at home. So there you go. Wow. That, that's really – he really had to stretch for that one. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> number seven, Miami, at number one, Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to take the U. You're taking Miami. Kyle is also. Yeah. Kyle says, here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. I'm taking Clemson. I just, I, I think that they, they've won the first three in a row, right? You said? Yeah. Clemson has? Yeah. It's, they're they're going to fall. Okay. Two games left. First up, Kansas State at TCU. Ooh. Oh, TCU is home. Let's go with them. And that was my Kyle reference there. there you go. They're playing at home. They're playing at home. Kyle, pick them. Kyle, home. Kyle just says horny frogs. I too am taking TCU. And last up, UTEP at 
Louisiana Tech. Mm, UTEP. UTEP. Kyle says, UTEP sounds like some sort of medical lab test. You just got back from a trip to Thailand? We should probably run a UTEP on you. He's taking, <laughs> he's taking Louisiana Tech. I kind of agree with him on that one. I'm going to take Tech also. All right. Cool. Bam. Got those done. All right, Beach. anything else to add today? No, I really think we need to come up with some type of uh, registration online, though. I agree. We, we'll we'll so figure something just, out. You know, because, I mean, you know, we – you know, on normal tailgaters, we got enough food and th- those who come late lose, right? You yeah. know, if you only get there 15, 20 minutes before and there's no food left, well, it sucks to be you. Uh, we've been out here since 7 o'clock and you get what you get. Yeah. But here, you know, it's 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 going to be different. Mm-hmm. So because we kind of need to budget our food, budget our, our group and and all that. So mm-hmm. wonder if we can get people to show up to Dundee. Or, you know, mom, mom and dad were even uh, mentioned that maybe doing Matt's house for a game. Might be fun, but That'd I don't be know cool if he's too. got that. Yeah. yeah. We'll have so, to talk to him about that. Yep. Yeah. So, so, but we can, we have room. We'd have to bring a trailer up here, but yeah, I like the idea of putting up a tent and making it work. Hopefully we have good weather. It'll yeah. be cold. Yeah. We would see, we would be th- three tailgaters into this season already. And all three weekends were gorgeous. Damn it. Yeah. So, Anyways, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 146 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there are a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinerTailgaterGmail.com, at HeinerTailgater on Twitter, HeinerTailgater on Facebook. Remember, Facebook. Remember, remember, listen, subscribe, leave a rating and review. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Podbean, whatever you're listening to. Beach. Good. It was great. Thanks for uh, taking time out of your commute to talk. Yeah. Until my long, long work day. Well, until next week, here's a great big.
I like beer.